is the person you turn to when you need advice, the person who gives you confidence and strength, the person who's been your biggest support, the person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly. For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters Podcast. Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. How are you? Good. How's your week been? Week's been good. Boys have been home a lot, but that's okay. And looks like Mostly. looks like we've got a freedom and I should ending. say freedom date because we don't have a date yet. But no, but it looks a little bit more positive anyway because light you know, at the end of the tunnel. People are, you know. Pulling up their sleeves, as they say, and, yes. and getting vaccinated, and these kids allowing- will be back at school on the twenty fifth of October. That's that's good for him. It is good. It's lovely. It's great you know? for him. He's going to need it, honestly. Well, just reconnecting with his friends, yeah. and he does miss his friends. Oh, of course. He's only in you know kindergarten. It's not yeah. so not fair for a child in the UK well, to be their f- like this. Their friendship. I mean, it was funny. One of the mums in the WhatsApp group of the class said, oh, "It'd be so nice if the school kept them together next year, because they just haven't had, had a, chance a chance to kind of like." <clears throat> Not quite sure if they'll think about that. I don't think so. I mean, look, for the school, they'd probably be like, oh, okay, that's one less drama, but I don't think they're going to do that necessarily. But No, and who knows? I suppose Cooper was lucky that he had a bit of a natural progression from, From you know, from from preschool. preschool. Yeah. Like he was probably one of the the lucky ones, Mm. whereas I think when a child goes from a – a different mm. uh, daycare or preschool and then, you know, goes to a new school yeah. and then makes friends and then has to leave. That's, you know, it's tough, tough yeah. on, a, on a little child, yeah. obviously. And he was lucky, you know, where he was, was on site where the school was. So they did lots of trips across. I mean, the transition was very easy for him. So I, I hope given his excitement to go back, he's not nervous about going back. Mm-hmm. As some other kids yeah. might be, because they've become very attached to yeah, being, being at, at home. home. Yes, probably, and with both parents too. Both parents also very attached to the kitchen, obviously. Mm-hmm. Endless snacking, <laughs> big changes ahead. Endless snacking, but hopefully for for the best for everybody. Yes, obviously, definitely, definitely. Can't can't stay like this forever. We definitely cannot. No. Got to learn to live with it. Fingers crossed we'll be able to go on our trip in December. Mm, Big call. Queensland? Mm, Come on, Anastasia. No, don't know about that. Probably not. Probably not, I would say, but anyway. Just have to go local (coughs) or overseas for that matter. What a joke. I know. Well, that's what they said, that you, you know, might be able to go overseas easier than going within our own country. Anyway, have to wait and see. Silly. So anyway, part two. Sorry, we didn't mention that we were splitting up our episode, but yes, here we are. Um, part two with Helen and Ariel from the Babes Project. 
we definitely touch more on how the Babes Project had to pivot in a way, you know, they already with had COVID. with COVID, yeah. they already had a virtual portal, but, you know, they do have centres in Melbourne where they physically meet. And so obviously that's not been possible. Mm. But fingers crossed that will change very soon for them, I hope. Mm. I know that more face to face because, mm. as she said, um, you know, it, it's it's important for them to all be together as well. Yeah, you know, as a support network. Yes, yeah. yeah that it's very hard to have a mothers group and almost without, feel without mothers, without mothers, <laughs> and almost feel like you want to be honest with a sc- You know, having a Zoom chat with eight, even if uh, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not the, the same, same as no. sitting in a room and you know, feeling like you can share. A story or absolutely a lot more connected definitely so keep our fingers crossed for those mums in victoria who definitely and i think part two it. also we spoke about you know funding yeah, as well definitely that, that it's really tough again under these circumstances mm, of charities COVID for sure. as well that you know a lot of charities are suffering mm. and um and you know they are, uh, you know, an amazing um, uh, support to all these mothers and and it, it just it would be a shame if they weren't, you know, supported mm. enough. Well, they also feel like they've, they stretch themselves and then, you know, someone else comes along and they don't want to say no Absolutely. to new mums. Yes. But there's only so much so that they much. can do. So anybody out there that's listening that you know Please, feels feels that this has inspired them to support, to support would really be good one. yeah they would be so grateful. Yeah, and we also spoke about how Ariel's helping Helen get more social media presence, which mm. is how I found them. Mm. Hopefully, that convinces. You. I think we almost got you over the line. Me? Yes. Really? See us really? more on so. I oh, know. Here we go. Really? I, I I do admire what you do and what other people do, but I don't know. It's just I'd love to say it's my thing, but you don't have to post it. You just have to follow my instructions. I'll just direct okay. you. All right. Well, maybe that'll be for another time. Anyway, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Reels one hundred and one. Anyway, hope everyone has a great week. Enjoy part two, and we'll see you very soon. Educating them about how to be really mindful in their parenting, um, that's really important to us. And and instead of just, yeah, just giving them stuff, we need to be there long term. Mm. Um, and that's been really important to us. Yeah, because if I even think back, and obviously I come from it in a very, you know, very privileged, well-supported point of view, but just looking at the hospital classes that we did, that doesn't really give you the tools. It gives you the tools for birth and what to expect, but not even, not Afterwards. really beyond that. You know, it's sort of like these are the pain options that you have and, you know, this is what the birthing suite will look like and that sort of stuff, but that's it, you know. And you think mm. for people who don't have that support network, who don't have a friend group that have had kids or parents, you know, grandparents support, what tools do they have when they, you know, leave the hospital? And I know mother's groups are definitely helpful with that, but the fact that you've got that constant sort of 
person to turn to through the Babes Project, that must just give them so much comfort. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, when we were, when I was working with the hospital and even in my own uh, experience, mothers groups um, are really challenging when you feel like you're, you know, what is it, a square peg in a round mm. hole. Um, you know, I, I was in a really wealthy area of the eastern suburbs of Melbourne because that's where I had grown up and I was, I think I was 16 years younger than the oldest mum in the group and everyone hmm. was married. There were lots of IBF babies and I just couldn't connect. I mm. couldn't, yeah, I just didn't feel like I fit. And so I just removed myself from that. Um, and that's definitely what we see at the Babes Project. We see that women love just connecting with other women who really do understand the space. They um, And they're sort of in it together. So there's a community that that is actually really healthy and really understanding of each other because they're, they're experiencing similar things. So, um, yeah, it's definitely important to create these safe spaces for women who don't always fit the norm. That's, a, that's wonderful. It it's amazing, like you, you're incredible to think that you went through it and then you actually carried on this as your you know, life's driven passion, you know, because a lot of people will go through things and go, oh, I'm definitely going to follow through on that. And I think that's really important. But you actually did it, which is, you know, that's quite, quite incredible. I did it with a lot of help. <laughs> we have a huge team um, of people and, you know, I was really lucky enough to meet some amazing women along the way who know how to do the things that I don't. Um, and so I am rubbish at detail. I am, you know, I've got Beck who works with us um, and she's been with 12 years. 12 no, years. Gosh. <laughs> um, You're right on it. <laughs> and, um and, you know, we've really complimented each other over the years where where I'm the dreamer, she's the doer, um, and has been able to turn some of, you know, my my blue sky thinking into policy and procedure. That's great. Which we need. <laughs> well, I mean, are um, you, uh, do you, obviously, you need funding, obviously, in, in this, you know, project that you've got? Always, always. Do you get like? Do you get funding for it? You've opened Pandora's box. Uh. <laughs> it's like the big complication, and it's, I've learned so much about it recently. How hard the work actually is to get the funding there. Yeah, I think you know when you when you see a need and you just feel like there's so much more we could do in society mm. to meet that need. Mm. And, you know, we are really good at advocating publicly, but we're not always so good at meeting that with the the work. So, you know, we can say women need this, but as a society we don't always, do. you know, follow that yes. up. Action. Yes. So yes. you're seeing this and you're like, hang on, we're putting all this work into like, 
the development of children, but we're actually not supporting their parents when they're early on. And so you, you're constantly, you know, driving this beautiful thing. Like we, we love babies. We believe in it. We're here because we see how beneficial it is. And so it's so hard to say we can't take more women. Mm-hmm. But at the moment we're, we ha- we're at capacity mm-hmm. and we run on donations. So when you've mm. got three centres that you pay commercial rent on yes. and Gosh. and you have to staff some people. That's right. And yeah. you have to pri- you know, do do the mm. work and pay insurance and things. Mm. Um it costs money. And of course so funding yeah, it's that's a sad it's a sad reality mm. of charities the charity sector. Or, mm. Mm. And especially but, um, during COVID as well, it would have taken it, it, it. You can see that that's one of the sectors that has taken a hit that might not necessarily be sort of well recognised because you can't necessarily have the same kind of fundraising that you used to or be able to reach out the same way that you used to. And it, it ends up these right. charities that really do need it and these women who do need it don't get don't get what they need but they still can't but do they're, it but they're still having babies that's right <laughs> you know that doesn't that doesn't well, stop yeah and charities rely on there being surplus to give and a lot of people don't have surplus at the moment and so that's just and i feel like it has been a bit of a forgotten thing everybody's focusing on losses in the last 18 months and they're just across the board and you can't compare but i don't feel like as many people are talking about how much charities aren't getting donations and funding and on funding, like um, babes gets heaps of referrals from hospitals, which are, you know, a government body. And they're saying you can feel the need that we have, but um, funding doesn't come with that. Mm. And so I think that's just pretty interesting. And um, lots of politicians will say, oh, we need one of you in every hospital. Yes. Well, it, I was going to say, I'm yeah. sure it sounds like every every state in Australia could do yeah. with the Babes Project, obviously. But, you know, that would take a lot of funding, obviously. Absolutely. And I think, it. you know, we do talk about we need a lot of funding. We do a lot with very little. I'm sure. Um, you know, we've got... A, a very meagre turnover in comparison to a lot of charities, and that is because of 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 generous donors and people who um, donate in kind. and And that's just it's the best. It's the best to see community come together and um, and give and to create these safe spaces. Um, but you know, imagine if we had more, we really would be able to make a, a significant dent in this area. And I think we're so good as a society at being alarmed when things go wrong and and we will be critical of, you know, women to succumbing, succumbing, succumbing. <laughs> to um, you know, some of their traumas and whether that's played out in drug and alcohol addiction or violence or whatever it might be. That's when the alarm is mm. sort of goes off for us as a society. But we're not doing enough to prevent that. We're not doing enough when she says, I'm not okay. I need help. We're not doing enough when she says, I'm, I thought I was making this, this brave decision. Um, 
and doing this on my own, but I'm exhausted. I, my mental health isn't good. And, you know, we can say a lot of these things about, you know, look after yourself, but if women don't have the strategies in place to Mm. do that well, you know, we end up in this space that we really don't want to be as a society um, where, where children aren't safe and, and neither are the mums. Um, and so we, we definitely need to do better. We need, um, we need some better funding in this sector, um, that's really, you know, looks at creative and innovative solutions for women. Yes. Cause as we said, it's not like, it's not like a, a tap that you can turn off. Babies are going to keep on mm, absolutely. being born and, and that's what you want. You know, you want that, but you also want to know that everyone has sort of that safety net that they need or can go to if they, if they need it, if, especially if they're by themselves. It makes a big difference. Yeah, right. And do you Absolutely, see, yeah. see your other daughter, Peyton, sort of heading in into a path the same as Ariel or, or following your footsteps? Can you see that already or not, not quite sure yet? <laughs> Well, Ariel always said, I'm never working at Babes. But I think people always thought I was going to be like a pregnancy support worker. But there's a way where my skills and studies are actually slotting in. (laughs) So Peyton has been here and she's painted some walls recently. She's a big creative and loves painting. So that'll do for now. We won't put that pressure on her if she wants to. She does come and help me make nappy bags up and things sometimes. but um. Yeah, we'll 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 leave it to her for yes, now. I think it's probably two. a really hard time to know what you want to do as well as a kid. Like she hasn't been able to do work experience or, you know, leave the house in eighteen months, mm. and she's gone from fourteen to almost sixteen. So mm. I feel like I, I feel for kids that age really. Yeah, it's those formative years of when they grow up. Yeah, and it's also you're trying to figure yourself out, and and those teenage years are when you kind of some do, not all do have that semi-rebellious phase where you're taking a step back from your parents. But if you're in lockdown, you don't really have an option Mm. of hanging out with your friends and going to school and and figuring stuff out. You're trapped (laughs) in in the nicest way possible, obviously, you know, Um, given your family dynamic, you know, I I can't imagine that that's that's bad. But when you're Mm. trying to figure out who you are and you're under your parents' roof all the time, you don't really, you can't really have that freedom. But I would say, given the role model she's got ahead of her, I wouldn't be surprised if she comes into the Babes Project. I'm sure she will eventually. Well, I guess <laughs> we'll in some, let her know. Yeah, in some form. <laughs> and and Ariel, how did you know that you wanted to go or choose law or study law? Oh, um, well, I was pro, I was Pate's age when I did get to do my work experience and I, um, did it for a politician and kind of fell in love with the lawmaking process and the ins and outs of it. Um, and have worked a little bit in that space since I graduated from my politics degree, but, and law was the planned next step. And, mm. um, some things kind of held me off from stepping straight into it. Um, I've only recently started. But um, I'd love to do family law because not only from, you know, what our family looks like Mm. and what the families that mum works with look like um, and my love for the law and for advocacy, I just feel like it fits really well together and could provide some beautiful opportunities to, for myself and for others to grow and 
stuff like that. Mm. But I've just kind of always done what I like doing and it's led me here. And I didn't expect to be at Babes, but it's been great. That's <laughs> lovely. Well, I suppose it's given you obviously a big insight and, you know, just to be able to, you know, start the path of of your your own journey and obviously being influenced, you know, by the obviously wonderful role model of a mother that you've had. I mean, it's just just beautiful and you're obviously beautiful intelligent young woman <laughs> definitely Thank you. definitely Thank you. what politics yeah. needs is more more of that drive than what's if going on. if they'll let them in yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's hope by the time you finish your law degree that there's a bit of a change in terms of how politics is run. That would be really nice. What's the dynamic like, though, between the two of you um, at the Babes Project? Oh, at work or at home? <laughs> at work. Oh, both. We can, start um, with, we can start with at work and then we can go, go home. Go mm-hmm. home. Um, Mum's right. She is a blue sky thinker. And Be- um, Beck is amazing at kind of getting mum's blue sky thinking on the ground into actual things. And you've done that as well, mum. But um, I guess the dynamic between me and mum also includes the other people at Babes and they've got such a good, well-rounded team um, who are really committed. But I think our dynamic is definitely trying to pin mum down sometimes and she's got all these amazing ideas and I'm half that way. I'm half like, yes, let's do this and let's do this. And then the other half of me is like, oh my gosh, we need to do this. Um, and so I think working with, yeah, I don't know. I'm half you and half not you. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Ariel's come in at a time where things are really different. And so, you know, I'm, I've grown babes not not really through, you know, my own intellect or anything. It's just been intuitive. It's been about every day taking a step towards doing something positive towards this dream. And so that for me has really been how I've grown babes. Um, so, you know, my day-to-day would be speaking engagements and meetings and going into parliament and and getting to engage people in the vision of what we do. Since Ariel's come on, who is a very <laughs> very intelligent person, <laughs> she's like, right, we're going to do the nine to five and these are all the goals and I'm stuck here (laughs) in a pandemic, pandemic, not able to do some of this intuitive um, growth and engaging people. Um, So that's been really interesting where, yeah, I definitely am a little bit more flighty, whereas she's amazing at, at pinning me down and saying, right, we're doing this today. So that's been awesome. I think at home, we're both pretty fiery, so pretty d- determined. And every now and then, Dean's like, it says to me, you know, you're, you and Ariel are definitely two peas in a pod. Um, and he's not wrong. So, yeah, we can, we have our moments, definitely. Um, and we don't agree on everything at all. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's mutual respect and love and like in any family. And, um, yeah, you'll always find passion um, in our yeah, house. Well, that's, so, and you know what, that's probably great, drives you as well. That's part yes. of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think having a safe space to come home, express your thoughts and opinions, and it's okay that they're different and you flesh that out a little bit. But I, like I said earlier, like you're always family and mum said there's always re- respect at the end of it. So I think that's, um, that's really, really important. Then enables me. Yeah. Yes. And that enables me to go out into the world and be confident and um, well-rounded in my opinions and um, not to live in an echo chamber as well. Um, yeah. And I'm also having that experience lately. I think a lot of people have it where you start hearing yourself and you go, I sound like my mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's just started happening. It's <laughs> sort of like this after, morning. It's also, it's <laughs> after that teenage years, like, you know, you kind of start to hear it a bit more and then wait until you have kids and then you discipline them and you're like, mum used to say that. It was me speaking to my younger sister. Yeah. (laughs) So you had the same thing and I think that's, it is, it's it's almost a mark of respect though that you've taken that as much as you might have pushed back at the time or been like, roll your eyes and like, I can't believe she said that. But you know that it's obviously done the trick when you reach that age and you go, oh, I see where she was going with this and now I'm (laughs) going to use it for my own discipline or for my own work. So it's it's a compliment to to mums all the time. I do say that. I realise that, you know, as you go, you eventually just turn into your mum. It's bound (laughs) to happen. (laughs) And, Helen, I I mean, at the in this COVID time, are you – able to do obviously a lot of face-to-face with, you know, these young pregnant women or is it is it very difficult? That's a challenge? It's, um, I mean, the, the good thing for us is we already had a national program that was remote. So when it first, we first went into lockdown last year, we were able to, to move into that fairly quickly. Um, and that just meant, like, obviously it had challenges, but it at least we have had that ability to do that well. Um, I, here in Victoria, we seem, especially this year, we seem to be going in and out of different uh, lockdowns mm. and restrictions quite frequently. Mm. And for us, that's a little bit tricky because we did open up and have women on site and then during one lockdown we were still able to see the women who really needed us but, like, really, really needed mm. us. But... Um, there's a few things in play for us around the vulnerability, whether it's health-wise um, or or mental health-wise for our women, that we don't want to make them more vulnerable and by exposing them to to things that make them anxious. So, um, so there's that, and then yeah, like I think for us as well, we just. Um, how do I explain it? Oh, we we have a we re, we recognise that a lot of women have come from trauma, and so um, we run a, a model of care that is trauma informed. And so we, I think, going the in and out, it creates an instability mm-hmm. that doesn't help yeah. um, in that space. So when we keep changing and and the goalposts keep changing, then that can be really challenging for women and that stops them engaging a lot of the time. Um, So when I talked about the hospital engagement, that's a really common piece. Um, So at the moment we we are not seeing them on site. Um, Cairns are. They're having a lovely time up there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) At least there's one, one, you know. (laughs) 
as jealous yeah. as we can be. You need a WA centre now. Yeah. You do. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Oh, you have yeah. one in, in um, WA. No, they said they should because they're oh, the ones. They oh, I see because that's <laughs> like not WA. nothing there. Yeah. Oh, that would still be locked down anyway. <laughs> we'll, we'll head over to start that one, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's a good one. If you could get it, if you can get in, sure. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I guess it's so so sad that, you know, in these times, you know, we can all whinge about, you know, not being able to see friends, but you don't realise the impact it has on, you know, the vulnerable people in our society, which you obviously are very Mm. aware of. And it's just, it's really tragic, really tragic. Yeah, I think there's a few key, like magic ingredients to babes. It's just something that's solidified with me since I've been here. working in this space a bit more that there's just some things that make them really magic and that women really do engage and one of them definitely would be like the reliability and the stability and then also we've been interviewing some women and a lot of them say that the social lunches where they get to be part of a community um where they are round pegs in round holes like (laughs) everyone is kind of has their own unique circumstance and they're not they don't feel really um isolated from their community um, in those lunches, now that's not happening mm, either. I think mm. that's probably another one of the magic ingredients that's been lost a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but th- you've still got lots of women engaged, and yeah, we've got more than than we've had in a long time, actually, because the hospitals are filling up and we're taking them. Mm, amazing. And I guess the virtuals, like, it's nice that you know you have that virtual infrastructure for them, but at the same time, there is something mm. nice when you're a mum to be around other mums, whether it's even just going for a walk with them to be able to talk through things and to not have that because of restrictions in terms of how far you can go and this, that and the other. It is just, it would be so crushing when that's your kind of safe house effectively to go to and that gets taken away. And obviously there's no way of making that available to everybody and say, you know, this should be an exception because this is their safe house and, you know, that sort of first year of life is really important to kind of give them that support so they've got that for the rest. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and I guess the the great thing is is that we've got an amazing team who do really well at at trying to keep women engaged in something and you know, they they end up relying on those those appointments, um, whether they're over the phone or Zoom. Um, that's something. It's not the ideal. I know. It's not what we want. Um, but it is what but it is. At least they have a plan. Yeah. 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 For sure. And it's nice that so. you did that instead of throwing your hands up and saying, "Okay, well, it's all virtual now, or it's remote, and it's not." You know, we just because we don't have that sort of that extra magic, like you were saying, we're not going to do it. You're like, no, we're going to double down and make sure we're there for now even more women who need it. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know it was going to go this long. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't think anyone predicted this one. Who who would have? Who would have, honestly? Hopefully, hopefully, you know, 2022 will be a much better year for everybody much yeah healthier safer fingers you know i guess we have to wait and see and learn to live with this Mm -hmm. yes definitely and for other mums and daughters who want to work together we 
what would your advice be? Because obviously there's a passion there, so you wanted to work there, but what's it like obviously in the day-to-day of dealing with a mother and daughter relationship at work? It's probably been a bit different because we're not around a full office at the moment. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It might be different when there are more people in. But I think, I don't know, setting boundaries is good just to kind of say, um, like, I really like the nine to five and whereas mum will maybe work at 2am sometimes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just to kind of set the boundaries of I'll work really hard between this time and then on the weekend, you know, we, we chat about babes a lot but just to still have some boundaries in place so that, it doesn't all merge into one. Um, yes. probably helpful. I, yeah, and I still uh, cook her nice lunches when she mm. works with me. That's mm-hmm. our hot tip, actually. That's she a may, bonus. If I'm coming to babes, I don't have to worry about lunch. Wow. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's right. Because I'll get grumpy when I'm hungry, so <laughs> it matters. Which yeah. she would know, you know, as, as a mum, you know if your kids are hangry kids or not. There are very few kids that aren't hangry, so <laughs> it doesn't happen often. So that is that is nice to have that. And also to know what, you, I guess, you know what each other's going through, so you can probably give a, a pass if there are some days where you might be feeling flat or whatever, you know what's going on at home, so you kind of have that empathy that you, they need. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Although she'll still make me do reels, no matter how I, I was going to say, who do, who's who's in charge <laughs> of the social media? Making me make <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. I still haven't convinced Mum on the social media aspect. I feel like that's like pushing her too far. But it's my day to day job, and well, I'm like, Ma, we've got to do this more. And she's like, mm. I think it's wonderful. It's just you know, <laughs> sort of like, how do I do it? Where do that's I start? Probably. I mean, it started with you being like you need to, like, you knew that you needed me to make you do it. Yes, If that makes any sense. But, yeah, did you find us through the socials? I did. I did. That's how, and I don't even know where I started, but I got into, as per usual, I got into a rabbit Mm -hmm. hole and came across, it was (laughs) uh, like, it was like the Q&A of like, what's it like to have a younger mom? And I was like, oh, this is good. This Mm -hmm. is what, like, this is definitely a subject matter we need to talk about. (laughs) And then when I did my research further, I was like, oh my God. And they work together. I was like, there's just more layers here of what to talk (laughs) to you about. I was like, this is great. I I love this. Um, So yeah, I do always see the benefit. So it is working. The social media aspect is most definitely working, as mm. I always say, um, for not mm. only to my mum but to other clients that I've worked with. You know, you've got to, <laughs> yeah, you've got to, you've got to push through. But yes, it is hard to find the time and then also have that confidence to do it as well. I'm sure oh, you. I'm sure you're getting better, it's so Helen. My comfort zone. But well, yeah, and but you're still young, Helen. You're st- you're still very <laughs> she young. She feels like she can't because she's. I'm old. No, older, I'm old. Not yes. in terms of social I'm media. I, I look at it and I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. And if I can do it, you can do it. And sure. and Helen, with obviously, you know, if everything gets back to some sort of normality, what's next for the Babes Project? Is it, you know, is it expansion or you just want to concentrate on what you're doing or? <laughs> Oh, gosh. 
you know, I after Cairns opened, I think we were like, that. Let this is the model, this is how we want to do it because we knew how to do it well. We are so confident in our perinatal program. We're so confident that we are onto something really good and it looked so good, but we literally, we haven't been back since we opened it. Oh. This poor team have been, oh. we trained them well, yes. we will say that, but that we haven't been back. And so how, and then now we're financially sustaining this new centre that we haven't been able to, you know, create a lot of funding around it in Queensland. Because um, it opened late 2019, so. Right, oh, my oh, gosh. Just before. <gasps> oh, gosh. Timing, yeah. timing is unfortunately so, everything, yes. Yeah, and I so I think that for me has made me think more about how to do this differently. Like I always said we wanted a couple of centres in every state um, and then they would be supported by the national program. But um, I don't know. I think things can change so quickly now and the overheads of centres are, are huge and mm. unless we got some good recurrent funding, I I don't know if we should just keep opening up in states. I'd love that. Mm. Um, I think that would be our ideal. Mm. Um, but I also can't put the whole organisation at risk no. if something like this pandemic keeps happening. Mm. Um, and so we need to think about other other ways to ensure this support for women can happen. Mm. We've just got to think differently. Mm. Yeah, put a completely different perspective mm. on life. Mm. Yeah, really, really has. Mm. But I will say that we won't stop until we feel that, um, you know, as a nation, we are doing better at supporting women in this in this space because we've got a long way to go. Mm. Well, at least the silver lining is the mums in Cairns have that support because they've got their freedoms. So at least you know that that arm. Um, is doing what they need to do, it can give you some sort of comfort as much as you can't be there, but at least you know that there are mums out there that are getting that support that they need. So that at least 2020 and 2021 have brought some some bonus <laughs> for some. Yeah, absolutely. And those, you know, we... We're just chatting this morning about the Can Centre and here we hear the stories of the mums and babies um, there and, you know, there's some really, really complex uh, situations up there for women and it's just so beautiful to hear that our team are able to work with them and support them, walk alongside them, empower them. That's when, when they felt like no one was on their side. Mm. So that's... Absolutely, um, one of the the most amazing things to come out of the last eighteen months. That's fabulous. Well, we have taken up quite a bit of your time, and we thank you. So, before we go, we're going to jump into the lightning round to finish up. So, one word to describe your relationship <laughs> when you were a teen. So, when obviously, Ariel was a teen. Yeah. Supportive. I was a very, yeah, no, it's lightning round. Supportive. No, you, <laughs> yeah. can, you can expand. It's all right. We, there's no point system, so you don't get points taken away for using more than one <laughs> word. 
Well, it wasn't that different to now, but I was always anxious about school and stuff and mum was just always feeding me. So she was very supportive and sitting there while I cried. So oh. it was great. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have yeah. a word what I say. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure, like, brother, I'm sure Ariel was a. <laughs> She's telling you. I'm, I'm sure she was also a, a very good child, though. She was a well-behaved teen. Mm. Yes. She looks. She looks very, <laughs> very, uh, very level-headed. <laughs> and one word to describe your relationship, I guess, now. Both of you. <laughs> one word respect I think becoming an adult has I think getting to know your parents once you're an adult as fellow adults is a really special experience and there's a lot of respect in everything that they've done over mm. the last 20 years of your life mm. I would say fun okay oh. fun it's fun now yeah I'm more serious <laughs> 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 Oh, Helen, you're the fun it one. It is fun. You're the fun one. That's true. That's lovely. <laughs> That's lovely. What characteristics do you think that she has of you, Helen? Determined. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yeah, and, I agree with that. And uh, most memorable moment in your relationship? Oh. <sighs> Oh, I would say we launched a book in Queen's Hall and having Ariel there and she was the head prefect at the time. Queen's Hall is in the Parliament of Victoria. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we went to Parliament and um, launched a book there and Ariel was, yeah, the head prefect there and two people from my university came to that book launch and I just had this moment of like, oh, my gosh, this is full circle, like she's with me. We've come so far and they were like, oh, my gosh, who would have known that you'd be in parliament with your daughter mm. advocating for other women? That was not one word, sorry. No, no but, but I that's mean, amazing. What a, that's a beautiful <laughs> moment and what a beautiful memory. Goodness me, that's incredible. Mm. And who gives the best advice? Mum. Okay. For sure. sure. I just haven't lived too long. <laughs> yeah, you're still, still Look, very if I young. need legal advice, I know where to go. For no, sure. No, <laughs> you got to know where you go to when when you no. need legal advice. You got to know who to turn to. That's that's for sure. <laughs> um, and what's the best advice? No, the best. Advice. What's the best advice she's given you? Ooh, I don't know if it would be in so many words or if it would just be how I've been raised. Um. I don't know if you've given me any like proverbs. You know? <laughs> it would be something like, um, it would be like, don't heat your microwave food <laughs> up for more than a minute. Um, <laughs> Practical advice well, is always I good. I think, yeah. Probably I got bullied a bit in primary school and um, I'd be like, mum, so and so said this to me. And <laughs> she'd be like, just like, I'll keep. In essence, she'd tell me to ignore it, move on, and probably that has a lot to do with many of my personality traits mm. um, over and over. And she also would show up and advocate for me at the school if necessary, and I feel like all of that is behind who I am. Yeah, so. she's, she's always had your back. 
yeah, and encouraged me to be confident in who I am and not so concerned about what other people think about it. Very important. Is there a time in your life you wish you could relive, not necessarily change, just relive? You'd say you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> My mum goes, you'd you say you're 12. Yeah. Yeah. in high school. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe those um, teenage years, they are fun. Um, when I was 15, for my 15th birthday, mum took me to the city and, you know, we just had like the most fun time as a young teenager. I just thought that was so cool. Um, but I think we've kind of, there's been sweetness in every season, I guess. And I like right now, my sister being that age that I was referring to and us three being together with her age. So Nice. I'm sure as a, I'm, as a team. Yeah. I guess I'm sure, yeah, the three of you would end, you know, probably just be not only mother and daughters, but great friends, I'm sure. Have some good dance parties. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> always important good. to keep it that we're not shy. Fun. Yeah. There's definitely personality in our house. That's lovely. Well, they, they live together, so we can't ask the next question. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, how many how many times a day oh, do you call each you other? Li- you, live, you live together. So. If you live together, it's a bit. Oh, <laughs> I still get Snapchats a lot. Well, she's at her dad's part-time. Part-time. So I get a lot of Snapchats. They're probably my favourite thing. They're hilarious. <laughs> if you want to make your mum laugh, Snapchat her like you struggling with the mundane parts of life as an adult. Like <laughs> That's very um, cute. But when I move out, I'll be back multiple times a week for dinner, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Food. I'm sure. Food. Yeah, don't worry. I still do that. Or I, Like if mum's making bolognese and I'm I always, like. always spread my food around. And I'm like, can I have some? She's like, it's already packed. <laughs> already, it's already, already packed. Ready to ready go. To go. <laughs> <laughs> for you, for you. you. For my son. We do. Yep. Yeah. We're sort of five to ten minutes drive. So. And the kids are constantly here. They always ask to go to Dee Dee's house. It's one, where the good treats are. Aww. One one is downstairs at the moment, the older he one. should be homeschooling. Anyway, he's not. We'll he's, up, he's watching he's watching, <laughs> watching something and said, don't worry, I'll make my own lunch. Oh, don't yeah. don't he, worry. He's you like, know. I'm fine. I'll, I'll, I'll make my lunch. And you know, I was like, yeah, I'm sure. You, you know how to turn the TV on. And he does know how that, to turn the TV on. That'll be your lunch. Watching the TV. <laughs> well, I, I thank you. Well, we thank you both very much for your time. And you've just been such a delight to speak to. And what a absolutely beautiful switched on mother and daughter and just continued success. And I hope you with Babes Project get the funding that you obviously so richly deserve. I mean, it's um, it's incredible what you've achieved. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to have discovered you two and oh, what you thank do. You. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so and glad. Well, and it, keep, yeah. keep going and, and, yeah, definitely keep sharing on socials because it's, it's doing what and it needs to hopefully do. Hopefully, maybe <laughs> with Jordana's uh, expertise, might be able to branch it out, and you never know what funding you might be able to also achieve with that. Well, get the word out. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. The more people that know well, about thank it. Thank you the so better. much. We really- no, thank you for your time. Keep yeah. well and keep safe, and hope- hopefully, get out of this lockdown soon, like us. Hopefully. Okay. Keep we well. appreciate you guys. Thank Thanks you. So much. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers and Daughters Pod. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.